Welcome to another episode of Rough Talk VR, a weekly podcast with in-depth game reviews, exclusive developer interviews, and the latest Oculus Quest news. We join our hosts, D Scruffles and Stratus2k1 today as they spend another episode breaking down and discussing the Oculus Quest virtual reality world. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Rough Talk VR. We're doing one of my my favorite series of episodes we do, which is where we get to sit down and actually get into the minds of the developers behind some of the the people doing the the work. Yeah, you know, we always enjoy these games, but it's very easy for us to sit here and just be a gamer and not really have any idea of what actually goes into it. So it's always nice to hear from the actual developers. Uh, so today we're we're joined from with Ricardo from Unplugged, uh, the the revolutionary. I almost want to say hand tracking game. Yeah, this this, this one, I said it all over the review. It just, I've never seen hand tracking work ever for any game for me, anything at all. So I gave up on it and this, this changed my mind to it. So, so do you want to um, start with telling us a little bit about who you are, Ricardo? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, first of all, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Um, yeah, we put a good effort in the game. So yeah, releasing, listening to these things, it's, it's really amazing. Uh, so yeah, I'm Ricardo. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Another Way, that is the developer of Implag. And I'm also the game director, uh, the designer, and, and developer. Uh, we are a very small company, so we are just like uh, seven people. And everyone has to do many different things. So most developers also design. And, you know, like we do like all the stuff. So, yeah, um, I, I, I'm the same. I'm the same as the rest, uh, but I'm also directed the thing. I'm the one that uh, came up with the idea and been here from the very, very beginning. Um, so yeah, that is pretty much it. me. Like, uh, do you want me to say my, my, uh, I don't know, like my background or something? Would you be? Yeah, I, I definitely want to know like where, where you got your roots into, I, I did see a video, so I won't spoil it for people about some of your background, oh. but. I, I think your, your entry level into gaming is what kind of intrigued me. Um, but yeah, what was your first experience to get into to making games? And then what got you into the, the VR aspect of making games? Okay. Uh, well, uh, first of all, I'm, I don't usually create games. Like, I'm obviously interested in games. And I have created a few games. But I'm, I'm a designer. I'm not a web designer. I'm actually, I, I kind of like hate web design. I'm more like an app designer, uh, Windows apps and things like that, uh, 3D stuff in general. Um, but yeah, like I did create a, a couple of games before Unplugged. The first one was uh, Bye Bye Brain. That was a um, Windows Phone game that was quite popular back in the day. It was like a tower defense game, like zombies and, and such. It was a pretty fun game and we had a fairly, um, you know, successful business there. We, we sold like, uh, three million copies back in the day in 2010 or so. Uh, so yeah, like that was a, the first game I made. The second one was, uh, Hope, the other side of the story that was kind of, it wasn't a game really. It was just kind of a, uh, like a, an experience where you were the, like, you know, in, in, in Mario Bros. Uh, you are kind of like the guy that is going to save the girl, like the, uh, yeah, like to save the girl. And um, in this game, it was the opposite. So it was like you were the girl and, and you had to wait for 
your man to rescue you. There were some other times. So I understand that now it could be like a bit sexist, but the thing is it, it was a reflection, like, yeah, just like, um, us thinking about like the, um, like how women were, was represented in games and how Peach, you know, Princess Peach felt uh, when she was trapped and just waiting for Mario. And it was like a fairly, you know, like a nice uh, experience that we did. Uh, but I, like, apart from that, that was like 2012 or so. And these years, I have spent just designing stuff. And especially, I focus on 3D design. Uh, I, uh, I've, I worked for Microsoft for several years. And I worked in the Paint 3D uh, program. It's, uh, well, it's a program that you probably have installed in your machine. Uh, probably you don't use it, <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> um and, and yeah, so I've been always very curious about 3D and how people um, uh, interact with 3D and, and a computer. And lately, like uh, I don't know, like 2015 or something like that, in when the first um, Oculus uh, SDK was released, I tried it and I, I I got hooked. It was so amazing that I. Like the, the moment that I tried, I understood that I wanted to focus my career on that. And I've been working on VR ever since, to be fair. I, uh, at first I worked on, on, on the first tests that Microsoft did. Uh, like we made, uh, like a paint 3D for VR kind of, uh, prototype that was really good. And I spent like a year on that. And then I moved to Redmond to Seattle to work on the HoloLens team and the mixed reality team, um, working on, on, on you know, uh, similar things. And the last thing that I did before Plague was working on Maquette. That is a virtual reality prototyping tool uh, from Microsoft that, that allow people to, and it's also like, like you can you can actually download it now. It's still... Uh, around and it's a free app which is really cool and it's like an app that will help you think in 3d and create prototypes of uh, of your levels and things like that um it's really cool and then at some point when i was working on that um yeah i had this idea like we were we were uh, working with uh, hand tracking like for a while and and then i saw that um the quest was about to release hand tracking for everyone. And I was super excited about it. And I had this idea of, of, of porting a guitar hero or more than guitar hero rock band to, to VR. I actually made a little prototype back in the day where you could play the guitar in VR, like something similar to Unplug, but with controllers instead of hand tracking. But you could also play drums and, and you could sing as well. So it was kind of like the sing star, uh, <laughs> as well. So you would, you would jump between the different instruments, uh, during the song. Uh, but I did that like as an experiment, like a personal project. And that, but it's, it's been always in my mind, you know, like this, this kind of project that you abandon and it's, is hunting you because you should have pay attention to the project and finish it. Uh, so yeah, so that project was kind of like that. 
And when um, I realized that uh, Oculus was about to release hand tracking for everyone, then I connected these two ideas and it was like, oh shit, we could actually uh, make air guitar for real. And then, yeah, like that was in the middle of the pandemic and that was the very beginning of, of the game of Implag. Well, you, you, as, as we'll say to nausea, <clears throat> you've, you've killed it with the hand tracking. I mean, I mean, it sounds like you've been kind of on board with the hand tracking since it, it was released. So, I mean, that's huge, but I don't understand how you guys have been able to, to seemingly well, make it work. <laughs> Do it so well. Yeah. Where others seem to not, and I'm not knocking it because the ones that are doing it are still doing it, but it just doesn't seem to function as well in the same capacity. I mean, you're talking note chasing with one hand, strumming with the other hand, you've got the pick well, in the hand and, and it doesn't seem to fail that, that badly at all. Well, to be absolutely fair, uh, it's not hundred percent perfect. So we still have like, um, uh, some, you know, some, some failure. So sometimes we don't track your hands properly, but we have worked the game around that thing. So, because we knew, we understood that sometimes we won't track, you know, uh, the user's uh, hands perfectly. So we put a lot of attention into easing that effect. And there are like a lot of algorithms, like not super complicated AI, AI algorithms. So we are not that smart, but there are like <laughs> a lot of algorithms that are trying to predict, um, what you probably did whenever we lose your, your hands. Because to be fair, like we lose, uh, the user, tra the, the user tracking like once in a while, at least twice per song for a couple of seconds. And it was really frustrating at first. It was really, really frustrating. But the thing is like, I'm a UX designer first. So for me, the experience is the most important thing. And I know that like, if something like hands tracking doesn't work perfectly, it doesn't work at all. You know, it's like, um, uh, like when you are using uh, Alexa or something like that, and she doesn't hear you well, and you're saying like, hey, Alexa, can you play uh, song two by Blur? And then she does, and she plays something else, or, <laughs> you know, like she doesn't understand what you're saying at all. And it's really frustrating because the problem with this part of technology, like uh, like uh, voice, uh, voice interfaces and VR and all that stuff, is that it's so, um, close to reality. Like the interaction is so natural that cannot be broken. You know, like when you're using a computer, like with your mouse, if the mouse doesn't respond you well for whatever reason, because the Bluetooth is faulty or because the computer is processing something and you know, like uh, you are moving the mouse, but the cursor doesn't follow exactly what you're doing because the interaction is so different from reality, I think that our brains are completely fine with that. It's like, oh, okay, I'm using a machine and it's not responding. Okay, that's fine. But when you are doing these things in VR or in, you know, in a voice interface, if it doesn't work perfectly well, so if it doesn't work 100% of the time, it is broken. Because if I talk to you and, 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 and I know that you're hearing me, because we are in the same room or whatever, and and you don't respond to me in a 
normal way, I would that would be really weird, right? Like it would be like, oh, what is going on here? Is this guy like mentally challenged or something? Like what is going on here? Um, so with these things, it's the same. So uh, I like this is the, th that was super important for us. We understood that whatever this idea was, it had to work really well. Um, so we have worked around all this uh, on the game. And that is why, for instance, um, like the, the way the nodes are designed and they are coming to you in this particular position is because they maximize the, uh, like the, the, the camera view, right? Like the, the, it's like the most optimal um, position for the cameras to recognize your, your, your fingers and your hands. And we played a lot with that. And I, we understand that, uh, like, we have a, a few complaints, to be fair, not that many, uh, but we have a few complaints of people saying, like, hey, I have to look down, like, for a long time. Um, and at first, that was actually a problem because, like, um, yeah, like, at first, the only thing you had to do is to play with the notes. But at some point, we realized that that was the case. So we started designing around this idea as well, like trying to um, pause the game or, or, or create a mini game in which you would have to move your head. And, you know, so you relax your, your neck a little bit. Um, but yeah, like the main thing was always to, uh, to make the, the hand tracking work as good as possible. Uh, so we did this environment where the the hand tracking was um, fairly good because like we were maximizing the 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 camera view and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, like as I told you, like sometimes it's faulty. It's not still like as hundred percent um, reliable. Um, so for in those cases, we you know you, we design these algorithms that kind of predict what you're doing. And then you don't even know that the cameras are not tracking your hands properly. Um, so it's after, I think it's after five seconds of, uh, of, yeah, we losing the, the, uh, your hands when the game is, is, you know, worrying and it's probably get paused and you will get like a message saying like, Hey, you, you would probably have to move to uh, a better elite area or something like that. But yeah, like we wanted the hand tracking to work well and we designed everything like we did everything we could um so the experience is as smooth as possible and i'm super happy that like because at first like in the beginning of the development we were really worried about that we understood that you know like um this is like the the, uh, the main risk of the game and actually in the first reviews of the game everyone was like oh I like I, I wasn't I wasn't trusting that this game was gonna work well because you know hand tracking and my experience in hand tracking is not great so this game's gonna suck um, and I'm super happy that everyone is actually impressed about it like uh, we have complaints as well or suggestions rather than complaints but they are never about the hand tracking and that is awesome that it's that is. That is amazing, and I'm super happy about it. No, um, you, yeah, we 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 noted 
right off the top, right off the top that the hand tracking was next level. And I was a hundred percent. One of those people who were like skeptical. This guy very, was super yeah. skeptical. Every, every hand tracking experience I've had has been led with disappointment. Yeah. Frustration. Cause I really want it to work for the immersion. Yeah. So I, I yeah. went into it with that, you know, I, I was, listen, the concept of like a rock band style game or any type of musical instrument thing, I wanted it so badly. Um, so I wanted it to work. And then when, yeah, it actually yeah. di- when it actually did, I, I couldn't freaking believe it. I was like, and I, I made note in our, our review of it too, that any complaint about the game typically doesn't start with the hand tracking sucks. The number one you know, kudos to the game is it's the best use anybody's ever seen of hand tracking. And then, you know, the complaints seem to just get, you know, vary from there. But in fairness Mm -hmm. to you guys, you were quick to do a quick upgrade to this game after it came out due to, I'm thinking people complaining about the inability to unlock song song albums. (laughs) So you guys quickly responded and unlocked all the song albums. Which I thought was a, a, a huge home run to the complaints. So kudos to you. Yeah, guys. no, thank you. It was also a big effort because, like, after <laughs> we launched the game, we just wanted to relax for a while because we worked extremely hard on this. We we knew that it was our shot to, um, you know, to release something good, um, uh, especially after we had uh, Vertigo back, like backing us up. So we knew that we had to do it properly. And uh, so, yeah, we worked really hard on that. And after we launched the game, we just, like, our plan was to go on holidays, you know, forget about, like, we had to work anymore. Um, but, yeah, like, we saw all these um, all these reviews and people were, like, giving that feedback. And then we realized that we had to do something. And the thing is, like, uh, so the game was so hard because... In, in the development process, we were like, we, we became really good at playing air guitar. <laughs> so we never, like, we, we never realized that the game was that hard, uh, because the game has a, a weird learning curve. Like at first it's super complicated. It's like, Oh, what is going on? Like it's yeah, really very hard, hard to, to switch fingers in the right time. Yeah. 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 It is a, it is a hard game. Uh, but then at some point when you get it, you just want more and more. And the thing is also that one of our mappers, um, it's a, it's a professional guitarist and he's very good. And he obviously can move his fingers really quickly. And he's really good at synchronizing both hands, um, and playing music. And he was the main tester. Like, and to be fair, like there are some songs that I, like, I thought it was like too complicated, but other testers were saying like, no, 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 they're awesome. Like, you know, like it has to be hard. Um, so yeah, at first that, that was our initial approach. Um, but yeah, like after a few emails and from people saying like, Hey dude, I'm a casual, um, gamer, you know, like I have kids and I just want to <laughs> go back home and play free birth. That is the last song, and I literally don't have time to, you know, to unlock everything else because it's really complicated. And then, uh, yeah, so at that point, I understood like we had to do something about it. So we quickly uh, thought about like how can we um, make this change as small as possible uh, because it's a, it is a massive 
change in terms of, of the gameplay because initially every single song or every single album um, was locked and you had to unlock it. So changing that, like code-wise, is not super complicated, but like it is a change on the concept of the game. And we wanted, you know, we we didn't want just to unlock everything for the sake of unlocking. We needed to deliver something that also was perceived as as a good design. Um, so yeah, we like we discussed this for for a while and we came up with this idea like okay so every single album is going to be unlocked but people will have to unlock the venues because i think it's it's a it's a nice thing to unlock because like at the end of the day while like when you're playing a game you need rewards and uh if we cannot reward people with the content like unlocking content then i think it is fair to reward people with uh, yeah with with venues I think it's, it's, it's exactly what, um, yeah, what, what people want, because at the end of the day, this is a game about feeling a rock star. So as you progress in the game, you, you know, you get to, to better and, and, and bigger venues. And I think that that made sense. And we did it as, as quick as possible. Um, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really happy that we did it because like, I understand now that like it was, you know, it was way too complicated. <laughs> And besides the venues too, you still do have the incentive with the guitars as well. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That that remains the same. Um, and actually, like the the all the guitars and such. Well, actually, there is one guitar that you cannot. Uh, you have to unlock it. That is the broom. I don't know if you guys have unlocked it. It's it's actually complicated, but that's like the final. Um, is the final album. And it's the final um, guitar that you can unlock. And it's like you can play with a broom. And it's really fun. It's like, it's my favorite guitar. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like all the, the guitar models was actually uh, a big deal. Because initially, when we had the, the first idea, we were thinking really small. It was just me and my wife in, in the middle of the pandemic in our flat. Um, you know, like thinking, okay, we can create, we, we can turn this into into a game that people might want to play. Um, but I'm super conservative. I'm, you know, like uh, I've been involved in massive projects and I know that doing anything is complicated. So I always prefer to think small, something, you know, like up to the point, uh, no ramifications and that kind of stuff. So initially we only... Um, we were uh, going to have only six guitars, uh, but after like Vertigo was involved, um, Marcus Henderson is this guy that uh, worked in Guitar Hero, and he was kind of like a celebrity on the game. Uh, we can talk about it, uh, that later if you want. Um, but uh, he brought like a lot of interest on the game, and he also managed to convince a few partners, so like a few um, music brands, like uh, like uh, well, like Sector, um, for instance, like the guys that uh, um, like uh, allow us to have their guitars on the game. Uh, and yeah, that was massive. That was massive because like we always wanted to have like real equipment in the game because that will add a lot of quality on the game, but also a lot of um, presence in a way, because like you will see like a Marshall amp uh, or, 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 or a real guitar that you can 
you can buy for real and play that real guitar. And, and yeah, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. And all these companies has been, have been super helpful uh, and they were super excited about, you know, this whole deal. Uh, so yeah, and it's been a great experience so far. Yeah, and we can go right into it. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about who Marcus Henderson is and what yeah, it was like to uh, work so, with them? Yeah, so in, in Guitar Hero, um, well, there is a, a technical issue or a technical thing that is um, it, when you have when you have your um, your song or when you have the song, you might want to decrease the volume or play with the volume of the guitar and just with that volume, not the rest of the instruments. Um, so in order to do that, you need different tracks. So you need the song to be split in different tracks. So you will have the drums, uh, you know, the, the guitar, the voice, like in different tracks, and you can play with them if you have them separate. But the thing is that there are so many songs where all these tracks have been um, you know, lost pretty much because they were uh, tracks from the 60s or well, not, not the 60s, but the 70s, the 80s. And most of the labels, they just have the master. Um, so in order to have this track, like just the guitar track, you would have to record it again. Uh, which is a massive and really complicated task uh, that we actually didn't do in in Amplac because it was way too complicated and way too uh, expensive. But the thing is, in Guitar Hero, they had the you know the funds to do that, and they did it. And the guy who played all the songs, I, I don't, I'm not sure that it's all the songs, but most of the songs at the very least, um, it was Marcus Henderson. And he also, um, helped with the, with the mapping, like with the notes, uh, and the charts. Um, so yeah, like he, like he did that for Guitar Hero one and two. And I'm not sure if he did that in, in Guitar Hero three as well. But yeah, like, he did, he did that and he became kind of like a celebrity, a small celebrity back in the day. He was very well known in the, um, in the video games industry. Uh, but the thing is like after, um, Guitar Hero for some reason decided not to, you know, release more, more Guitar Heroes. I think that the Guitar Hero Live didn't work very well in terms of sales or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but the thing is like he, he really liked these kind of games. Like he really liked rock. Like he's super passionate uh, about rock. And at some point he saw a video of Emplac, like one of the early versions that I posted online. And, and he got hooked. He really liked it because I, I, I well, uh, he, he told me many, um, many times that that was the intention of Guitar Hero to make you feel like a rock star. So you are, you are feeling all the energy uh, from playing a guitar without having to know how to play, uh, how to play a guitar. Um, so, so yeah, he contacted Vertigo Games because he wanted to be involved on the game. Uh, that was super cool. And, and yeah, like obviously we, we, we hired him. 
And he's been working on the game ever since. Like he's been doing production, so he's been uh, contacting different music brands and uh, a few labels. Um, yeah, so actually he he was the guy who made happen um, that we have um, Tenacious D, like a roadie song. That's that was one, one of my of favorites. Me. Yeah, that's <laughs> my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie. The whole mapping of it is beautiful too. It's just so fun to play and it's so catchy. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was it was my favorite as well. Um I'm a huge fan of Tenacious D. And uh the very first song that we ever mapped was that one. Because it's uh, it's a song that I really like. And uh, actually we mapped that song for this initial prototype that I made in in 2015. Um, because I really like the song and I think it works really well. Like, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it, it is a great song, uh, but we understood that it was like way out of our league because it was in HSD. We were thinking very small, uh, at, at that moment. And, uh, thanks to Marcus, like we, we had it, but actually we had a problem because, uh, like the, the original song, you know, that, uh, they have a lot of, profanity let's say like they are swearing all the time saying like all <laughs> the bad words that they that they can that is a, one of the beauties of the hsd to be fair but the thing is like um the game was petty 12 so we couldn't include it on the game that was a yeah a, a massive downside but i don't know how they might like uh, marcus managed to convince someone so uh, Tenacious D re-record the song without the profanity, just for us. That was just for you. <laughs> so that's yes, not the original. Exactly. That's not the original recording that you would hear on a studio album. That's recorded just for Unplugged. Yes, yeah, and it's it is amazing. Wow. It is that amazing. Is, that is wow. fucking cool. Yeah, that was the best like the best day of my life when we when we heard the song for the first time. Like, oh, but this, this is amazing! Like, Jack Black actually made it for us. It's like mind blowing. So yeah, yeah that's yeah, really like, cool. Yeah, that makes yeah, the whole yeah. experience worth it just on that alone. You know? <laughs> oh, right, for sure. For to, sure. Especially if you ever get to meet him. You know? Yeah, I've heard. I think Jack Black is pretty big into VR too. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's at home. Pretend, to pretending, you know, doing some air guitar <clears throat> and which I'll well, say it, pro- props to you guys in here. Cause if your goal is to get people immersed and your goal is to make them feel like a rock star, like I'm not a corny guy always. Right. But I'll, I'll catch myself playing this game oh, in being the full over the top into it, you know, <laughs> at the end of like a solo or a series of notes, I'll have my hand in the air with my pick, you know? Oh my goodness. So you guys, you guys get me immersed in this game. And wait, get me way more silly in a way that Guitar Hero never could. No, and that was a great game. And that that's not to say anything bad, because that was a great game, like you said. For its time. Sure. But flat flat screen gaming can't trick your brain into thinking that you're <laughs> on stage the same way. Yeah, yeah, that was totally our intention. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think it, it totally works. Like, um, like uh, one of the things that I that I really like is, is uh, see people's faces when they are playing you know, <laughs> a, a song like Free Birth. I, 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 like my favorite song in the game is Free Birth um, in terms of the gameplay, because like after the song, like you're, you're 
hypnotized by the notes and and the flow of the game and and the interaction with the crowd and it feels it feels amazing and and i really like seeing people's faces because like you can you can totally tell that they are having a ball uh playing uh, playing the song and it's yeah it is a great feeling because that was totally our intention like our intention wants to to uh, make you feel the music i don't know if that makes sense it's like feeling the like rock energy uh, kind of and and I think that the game succeeds uh, on that, and I'm super happy. I'm so so happy about it. No, I, I think overall experience it it far exceeded what I I thought I would feel for um for what it is. It no, it it, it makes you feel, and I I agree with Scruffles. I mean, I stand like I have the guitar actually on my hip, and I kind of got my leg out. <laughs> And there's no guitar in my hand in yes. real life, but I I feel it in the game. I feel like there's a guitar in my hand. Tell tell me your your mannerisms halfway through the song. Don't get just over the top. Oh yeah, I'm a rock star. <laughs> well, but there there's something weird that happens actually, um, and I think it, it is a good thing, but it's weird. It's just like when you are playing in on the game, like you're playing a song and you are like you know like feeling it. I think that you think that you are moving more and you're like, you know, like doing um, like uh, rock star gestures and moving, you know, like a lot while you are not really moving that much. Yeah, that's fair. I've so, never recorded myself playing and maybe I'm sitting there just looking just all the, like, it's just the just arms the fingers. moving. No, yeah. not even moving my arms at all. Just the fingers, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in my mind, I'm fucking <laughs> legs wide, you know. <laughs> Big strums and meanwhile, yeah. I'm just doo, 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 you know, little, little, that's little a, oh man, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. I picture myself as like very animated, but I'm thinking it might just be the strumming and me moving the, I'm big with moving <laughs> the neck of the guitar yeah. around, you know. Man, now you're making me think like I, I might need to record myself playing, I might not be doing shit. Brain's filling in the blank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it, do it because it's really strange because it's not what you, what you felt, it's not what you lead. Because, like, in your mind, you were, like, Mick Jagger, you know, like, playing and <laughs> moving around and being a rock star in front of the crowd. But usually, outside, you are being really lame. You're, like, moving <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That, it funny. happens. It, it's really strange. That's really funny. So, speaking of, you know, uh, Mick Jagger, you know, the soundtrack <laughs> in this game is great. Uh, I didn't have – when I first heard of this uh, – I was kind of expecting a bunch of like indie titles indie game, or like indie new up and coming artists who maybe like the record company is like, Hey, get our artist song on there. Kind of that stuff. Not like a bunch of classics. Um, is there ever any intention that you're looking to add, uh, you know, some other, other classics like Rolling Stones or, you know, Pink Alice, Floyd, yeah, Pink Floyd <laughs> yeah. Alice in Chains, Nirvana, <laughs> anything like that? Yeah. Well, uh, well, initially, obviously we were thinking small, and yes, like it was going to be pretty much everything in the bands uh, and, you know, like people that we could actually manage. But when Vertigo got involved, they had a pretty different vision. They wanted this to be like, you know, like a, a proper game, say, not a proper game, but um, a, um, a game that will stand next to Guitar Hero. Yeah, um, Freebird. So in order, yeah. Uh, so in order to do that, you obviously need a lot of money because all like including all these songs hasn't been cheap at all. Um, and also you need 
people uh, that know how to deal with all these music licenses because the music licensing world is very complicated. Like um, in order to put a, a song on the game, you have the permission and the license um, uh, from a lot of people, like sometimes seven different people that have different rights on the song. Like maybe there was a guy that like played a couple of notes or he played a solo in, in like a, a guitar solo. And that is the only thing that he played on, on a song, but he has part of the rights. And, you know, like you have to actually contact this person and, and talk about the game to him and convince him that, you know, like this is something that he, um, he would want to uh, participate in. Obviously you have to pay, but like all this work, it's, it is a massive task. And, um, luckily we had, we had people doing that, like actually, um, like, uh, like one of them, uh, he worked on Guitar Hero 1, 2, and 3 as well. So he was, you know, specialized on these things. He knew, he totally knew what he was doing and he, he's been amazing. Um, and actually like, like the, like the, the, the music list is what it is because of him, because he's, he's been really great. He's Sergio. And yeah, uh, but the thing is, all this is super complicated. So we started with a massive list, like a wish list of, of songs, uh, where we had like, a, you know, like Metallica, ACDC, uh, yeah, Rolling Stones, like all the bigs, like all the obvious, obviously, uh, they were there. But then, um, you have to start dealing with, you know, with the, with the music labels, with the, um, with the right owners. And then, you know, like this list uh, starts shortened and shortened um, because, you know, it's expensive and we didn't, we couldn't afford every single song, at least, you know, n not now, well, not, not uh, at that particular moment. Um, so, yeah, like sometimes uh, there are like a lot of people saying like, oh, uh, the, the, the set list is okay, but I would have included Metallica and ACDC and yeah. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I <laughs> so <know>. would I. <laughs> exactly. But it, like all these things are complicated and uh, we did our best to be fair. And I'm super happy with the songs we have. We have massive hits. And we actually, we have songs that, uh, that are like really deep in our hearts. Um, like uh, the Offspring song, it's amazing. Like that, I, I used to be obsessed with that song, uh, Garbage a Weezer, like all these songs are like, you know, like yeah, a lot uh, of classics. Like, yeah. Classic from, from my, from, from my childhood. Yeah. Childhood. Um, so, so yeah, I'm extremely happy about it. I understand that we don't have Metallica yet, but, <laughs> um, but I think it's still a, 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 like a great list. I, I'm, I'm extremely happy about it. Uh, but in any case, we, we are, you know, we are now that we are becoming, uh, more popular, like um, I think that the uh, the door to um, include more popular songs, like you know, like these songs that people are asking for, I think that it will be more or more plausible. So it will be, I'm going to say easier, but easier is not the word. But I think it will be uh, possible to include that in the future, which which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, like uh, it it is amazing. But yeah. you know, the whole thing is that the music licensing world 
is very complicated. All the labels and, 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 and people that were involved in this, they've been super helpful, but it's still a massive task to, you know, contact everyone, deal with everyone. It's a lot of work. And yeah, we did our best and I'm, I'm super happy with the results. But yeah, like we don't have Metallica. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. Not yet. I, Not my, yet. Question, my question wasn't at all at all critical, too. I think the track list greatly blew out oh, I, my, it was my better expectations. Than, <laughs> I thought we'd have maybe, maybe two or three yes. albums. I didn't think it was going to be as well-known songs as are on the albums. And I'll also say, mm. that because of the reasons you mentioned with the amount of work it takes to get these things done and the financial cost to you guys alone, I don't think anybody can complain if you guys did add more songs and went kind of the beat saber out where it's like music packs, because there is a lot of work that goes into it, like you said, and it's not free to get the songs on your guys end. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and, and actually, uh, apart from the, the very, like the famous songs that we have in, in the set list, we have a few indie songs that we considered that were amazing. Um, like uh, Louis and the Shakes and the Jetons and Electric Alley. I don't know if you if you like those songs or not, but I think that they are amazing, and we included them because um, like we contacted them when the when the project was very indie and we don't oh, we didn't have a lot of money, and they were super nice, um, and and they were really good, like. The music yeah, like they made—it's amazing. That, it's really good. Um, yeah, tones, so, man. I'd never heard of them before. Before this game, and I was oh, like, yeah, oh tones, yeah, that, that's, that's like one of my favorite songs. I've never, never heard of that. I like to play. Right? Yeah, yeah it's really good. It's really, yeah. They, they, these are really good bands, and and we wanted to share our success with them uh, because we we knew that if the game became successful, then that means that. Uh, we they they will get part of the attention as well, and I think that is that's a great thing to do. Um, and yeah, they've been super helpful, super nice, and yeah, they're they're great people. These are the ones that um, are more approachable, obviously, because like, yeah, they, they are not super super famous at the moment, so you can actually send them an email, and they will reply to you. And they are awesome. They are super excited about being in the game, and um, and soon we will be um, doing some social media stuff with them, where they will be playing the game and you know, um, saying things. It it will be great. It will be great. No, they, I, are, I, they are super nice people. I think it says a lot to the character of everyone who worked on the game because you could have selfishly said, "Well, we don't need the indie." music support at all now so we'll just fill in those blanks with you know a little more legwork and get some some more known songs in instead of you know keeping the love to the people who were like legit going to be there from the beginning so that that actually says a lot about you guys especially because they made really good music you yeah know, it's if, not if sh they it's, sound it's nothing indie, shoddy right yeah 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 i'm yeah i'm super happy that they are there like this is something we pushed um, and yeah, I'm super happy they are in on the list and they are also super happy to be there. So yeah, it's oh, a win-win. I, I would think so. I mean, the game's popular. I see it continuing to get popular. I mean, it can, to me, it's only just going to get better and better. So that's a huge win for them. Maybe yeah, they won't be indie too much longer. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I don't mean this in the, you know, it's so easy for me as a consumer to play a game and then you, you know, you, you put in so it. many, you put in so many hours into it. 
And then the first thing that goes into your brain is, oh, I wish this was in there. Or I wish this was in there. But it's a pretty selfish thought because you guys as the developers, you know, you guys sacrifice years putting it in. And then the first thing you hear is, this is great, but, um, <laughs> you know, so I don't mean this at all critically. Just for genuine curiosity, <laughs> it's something I've seen people ask a couple times. And myself, it was something that popped into my brain playing. Uh, do you guys have oh. any plans for multiplayer in the future? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, um, we are we are actually working on that. Um, we are not sure when uh, it's going to be released, but yes, it will happen. And also, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that it's, uh, I mean, the idea that we have is, is awesome. Um, I'm really happy with it. Um, and, and it, like, we try, like, we are trying to be, um, a bit more creative than we probably should. <laughs> um, because like, I've seen like a few multiplayer, uh, ver- modes in this kind of rhythm games, and they are always the same. It's just like you with other, with another guy and you're competing for, you know, like, uh, for a higher score. Yeah, the Beat Saber model. Fine. Yeah, like Beat Saber. That's fine. I get it. But I think like it's it could be much more um, because well, I don't want to. I don't want to talk. Yeah, too don't much say too much. It. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, we are trying to be more creative than than just that. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying like, is maybe, maybe if, we won't succeed. But, yeah, maybe if you we were try. going the easy the easy way out where you just did the the you know player versus player, maybe you'd already have it done, but you guys are kind of shooting a little bit bigger, right? Gonna go next level. Next that, level. I like to hear that. That's awesome. It's, <laughs> I, <laughs> well that answered your multiplayer because that was one of your only and my thing was like, well, what how are what are they gonna do with the multiplayer? Yes, now I'm real excited because uh you know what, this is already a game pushing innovation with the hand tracking. Mm-hmm. So if if you guys can push it with rhythm game multiplayer kind of you know revolutionizing that genre as well, hats off to you guys. Well, I'm, I would, I'm not sure that it will revolutionize anything, but at the very least, it will be fun. It will be very fun. No, you've uh, already got that. Is the main thing? Yeah, like the to fun be fair, is down. Like, uh, I'm I'm usually trying to be. Um, more creative than I probably should. This is uh, this is what I've been doing all my life. Um, because otherwise it's boring. Like no one needs the same thing again. You know, like no one needs another clone of Flappy Bird. You know, like if you're doing a game <laughs> and you have the opportunity to do it, try to do something different. Because if you are just cloning another game, it's like meh. And, and I understand that in a way we are very similar to Guitar Hero in many ways, but, but we try to innovate as much as we could. Like we try to, um, to be, um, to live up to the concept, uh, of Guitar Hero. So it's just you just playing guitar. But I think that we, from the very beginning, we understood that it wasn't just about playing the guitar it's, it was about the immersion on on the stage so it's the uh, like like we wanted to take advantage of the vr capabilities not just you know like putting guitar hero in vr it was more about like hey what can we do so you feel there and uh, what can we do that guitar hero couldn't do because they had the limitations of the plastic guitar 
we do have some like our own limitations, but like we have another potential that like they could explore. So we try to explore that as well. So yeah, when when some people say like, oh, this is Guitar Hero in VR, it's like, eh, okay, <laughs> like I, I understand why, but we tried to be uh, the next step, you know, like we try to innovate and provide an experience that Guitar Hero couldn't. And I think that in many in many ways we succeed in in some in some things. We are more limited in in other ways. Um, obviously, the delay and the synchronization between what is happening in the screen and and your reaction it is a big deal because we have all sorts of delays uh, that we have to uh, deal with, and they didn't have that in Guitar Hero. So. There are different games. Like uh, I would say that Guitar Hero is more hardcore in terms of the gameplay, and you 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 have to focus on the notes a lot, and and it, like like moving moving your fingers really quickly. But because of the limitations of the technology in in Unplugged, we moved away from that, and and I think that the game feels different it, it feels different and also we introduced like all these mini games that uh, changed the um, the course of the game during the song that I think that they also add some value and also obviously like you are in front of the crowd you're in the stage you feel like you're there so yeah I understand why people say like hey this is like guitar hero in VR but to be fair we put a big effort not to be just that. We just we took the original idea. I think that like the original idea that the Guitar Hero guys had to have is the we want people to feel like they are playing an instrument. They, we want people to feel like this the music energy, and they they totally succeed. Uh, but I think that in 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 Unplugged, rather than just copying Guitar Hero, we just had the same initial idea like we want people to feel the music and to feel that that energy that you know comes with the music so that's why i think that like we are very similar and and, and obviously uh, there are like oh, more things that are, are similar but we always want like, we always pushed the limit a little bit and the concept a little bit so it's so it's different so it's not just the same thing um yeah and gu- guitar know, hero, I never caught. I never caught bras being thrown at me after I played good either, yeah. or had Satchel <laughs> yeah. Satchel telling me how kick ass I was. Yeah, speaking of which, how did things come oh. together with Steel Panther and Satchel? Was that another Marcus Anderson thing, or? Uh, yes, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so at some point of the development, we realized that the game was complicated, like. Um, holding the guitar and synchronizing both hands while you strum and you move your fingers. Um, it is a very complicated thing and people got really lost. Um, so we knew that we needed a, a, a tutorial. We needed to explain people how to do this. And we had several ideas. Um, like actually, like we were, we were developing a different idea before this one. But like it was a mess, it was super complicated. And after a discussion with the team, we realized that we had to change it. Um, so someone said, uh, like, uh, 
like makeup made up this uh, idea of like, hey, maybe a poster could talk to you. And I was like, oh shit, that's amazing. Like, because like <laughs> it was technically feasible. It's not super complicated to do. Uh, it was an original idea. I haven't seen that in any other game. Um, I, I saw that actually. It was original, but it was not like super original because it's actually on the Tenacious D movie in the Peak of Destiny. Dio um, comes out of the of the poster and start and talks to uh, Young uh, JB. So it was something that that was there, and I usually like that stuff. So it's when it's an idea that is not not, not massive, but it's already there. That means that it's probably on everyone's mind, but it's just hidden. So if you can use it, um, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, like we we started thinking about doing this poster thing, and then we started thinking like, so who could who could be the guy that's there in the poster? And actually, like, our first thought was, um, who do you think uh, was, like, our first thought? Like, oh, this guy would be amazing. Oh, if you're going yeah. for the money, I yeah. would think you'd probably grab Metallica or something. James Hetfield. Oh, really? Oh. Or maybe somebody uh, from Motley Crue. Oh, maybe Nick, maybe Nikki Six. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, actually, like, we thought about Jack Black. It's like Jack Black oh, is funny. That would be shit. obvious. That was way too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. sitting here thinking literal. Holy moly, that would have been beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, super complicated, uh, probably super expensive, and and yeah, like that was like um, like dreaming. So um, so we thought like <laughs> there, there has to be someone else that is as good as Jack Black, and then like I'm a big fan of Steel Panther. And I was like, oh shit, who is as, as goofy as Jack Black and is also a rock star? I was like, Satchel. Satchel is perfect. <laughs> and uh, because Satchel is an actual rock star that um, pretends to be a rock star. It's really strange because he's a, a, a great guitarist. He uh, is super famous. He is a, an actual rock star, but he's on a band that is kind of like making fun of being a rock star. <laughs> so it was amazing. It was like, oh shit, he's even, you know, he's perfect. He's, he's just the, one. the right guy for this. Um, so again, it was, you know, like like dreaming. It's like, okay, this is this is a, it, it would be great, uh, but I really have no idea how we could contact you know his manager or whoever and i don't know that i don't think that this guy will want to do this uh but marcus uh, made his magic and two days later um he already contacted the manager on everything and he told him like uh, satchel the idea and he loved it he really liked it um so so yeah, like we uh, wrote the script and and uh, yeah and sent it to him. He really liked it. Uh, actually, I have to say that the original script was a bit more spicy than the final one. I wish that we could actually release all the videos from the shooting because it was amazing. Like he was so much fun. Like every single word that he said. Like he usually like. Um, got out of the script 
and just you know start starting saying super funny things. Um, but yeah, like again, we are Peggy twelve, so we had to cut, we had to cut <laughs> most of the thing. Yeah, but unfortunately, they were hilarious. <laughs> no, he was a he. He ended up growing on me. <laughs> yeah, he grew on me big time. Yeah, he caught me off guard with calling me a nerd. I was like, oh hey. This is how it's going to be. Yeah, I guess me and you are going to have this kind of relationship, huh? But then he came, he came around to me by the end. Yeah, when you start doing good and you get his support for something, it actually feels pretty good. It's like, all right, Satchel, appreciate it. The yeah, way yeah, I give me some knuckle love. Yeah. You know? yep. That's About funny. the nerd thing, actually, uh, we had several discussions um, um, in the team about it. Because, like, yeah, we are kind of insulting the player. <laughs> uh, we knew that... A few people were going to, you know, like take it personal or, you know, like complain about it. You know, like 20, 2021 is a weird, you know, uh, age to live on. So uh, we know that everyone could complain about something, and especially if you are insulting them. But I thought that, like, if I was Satchel, like, Satchel is a rock star. So you had to, like, put distance between being a rock star and being just a guy. Um, you know, with a headset on the face. And I really <laughs> love the joke. It's like, hey, you're you're just a nerd. You're nothing compared to a rock star. And actually that was when when we realized that the um the life motive of the game was to become a rock a rock star. It's like, hey, I'm a nerd now, but if I you know if I play well, if I you know put some effort on this, I can become a rock star. Um, so yeah, like that word joke, uh, that, that uh, nerd joke um, was very important. Was actually very important in the game. <laughs> I I think it was because it gave me instant motivation too. Because yeah. I'm like, hey man, I'm not a music nerd here, you know. Yeah. Let me show you, Satchel. Pop in the tenacious D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then how did you, how did you guys end up uh, teaming up with um, Vertigo Games? How did that? If you're allowed to talk about that. Oh, uh, well, yeah, it, that, that has been amazing. Yeah. Like we've been super lucky, uh, to have them. Um, we initially, as, as, as I told you, uh, the, like our vision was very small. You know, everything was going to be indie, just a few people involved. We were actually going to, um, start a Kickstarter campaign to get some money in order to, you know, uh, leave my job that back in that day. Uh, it was on Microsoft, so I just wanted, you know, some financial stability so I could work on the game in my own, um, and, you know, like something very small. Um, but yeah, like Vertigo, um, got into the project. Well, we contacted them. Uh, they really liked the idea. We showed them, uh, uh, a initial prototype that we had, uh, and, and a pitch and everything. And they really like it. Um, and yeah, at some point we signed a contract. They gave us uh, funding, and and not just funding. To be fair, like uh, they 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 have uh, a few people working on the game, like uh, like full time, and they've been super helpful. Like we have learned a lot uh, from them. They have made a lot of very good points about the gameplay. Um, like actually. The at at some point we weren't sure that we were going to have different venues because we were a very small team and, and we we had to measure like uh, our efforts and at some point it was like oh I don't think that we can add more venues 
and they push for it and they you know like they they put like all the resources we needed to make that happen and yeah i would say like it it, it has been a great experience to have them uh, they have done a massive impact on the game super positive impact and yeah it's been great i'm so so happy that we found them um yeah yeah really good that, really good experience that, that's awesome how supportive and helpful they've been you know this entire process with you guys and for another way you know for the development team how, how many people typically work at it yeah we're, we are seven uh we're three developers um uh, i'm yeah i'm developed I mean, I'm, I'm counting myself in, in, in these three developers, but I'm so also three counting the designer. You. Sorry? So three people counting you? Yes. Uh, so so those three developers, well, two people and me, I'm also designing, uh, like, yeah, like the UI and, and everything. Uh, we had an artist that created all the assets, like the uh, guitars and things like that. Uh, we have a producer and two two mappers, so two two people that were just like mapping the songs and trying the songs and and all that stuff, and uh, a beta tester that is working full time on on testing the game, and a few other testers that weren't you know like um, they they came and go, um, but yeah, like around seven people most of the time, uh, apart from the vertical team. Uh, where you know, like uh, Marcus Henderson's there, the licensing guys, and you know, all the marketing guys, production, and and things like that. Um, but yeah, in another way, uh, we were just seven seven people. Like, we tried to be small. Um, yeah, like after my experience in in Microsoft, that was in general super positive. But um, it's it was a very corporate experience, like. Um, it was really hard to be creative in a way that you had to go through a lot of people in order to make any idea happen. And I was a bit tired of that. Uh, I wanted, you know, I wanted something closer to a startup. So, so yeah, like hopefully another way will keep being small. Uh, we would probably have to hire someone soon. So um, if you are a VR developer, and you're looking for a job, like send us an email, but because like we <laughs> we are looking, we are not going to hire a lot of people, but um, but yeah, we are looking. Uh, but yeah, like super small company, and and we try to be creative, not you know ha- having no um, red tape was one of my goals, and we have zero te- uh, red tape, which is great. <laughs> No, I'm I'm infinitely impressed at uh, the quality of work that comes out of small development. Smaller teams studios seem to be able to nail it. It's, I don't know what it is. It, it's amazing. No corporate, no oh, corporate thanks. backlog to actually get something done. That's probably why yeah. the ideas are fresh and they can get tried and either scrubbed or used. Or there's got to be something to it. Yeah, because that seems to be some of my almost all of my favorite games seem to be that you know round seven either anywhere from two to seven eight we've seen one one you know it's always these small teams are pumping out these amazing works kudos to this one though um, yeah you guys really I think some, so. some hit it out of the park some you know i'm happy that they got it on the platform but this is like this is as legit as it gets for what it is yeah 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 i think that like having 
a small company or having a, a small team of people working on something changes everything because like people are putting their hearts on that and having zero bureaucracy means that like the ideas are fresher. So yeah, I, I totally understand why most of your favorite games are coming from indie develop, well, indie or small developers is because it is, it's different. Like, um, like the, like the, the way you produce something, the way you develop something completely changes the, the product, the final thing that you are creating in the same way that in my opinion, um, the, the, the today's movies, they don't have the same flavor, you know, like the same feeling that they used to have in, in the seventies or in the eighties, because now there's like a massive reproduction with many different companies involved where, you know, like it's really hard to put your heart on something because there are so many people involved that if you create something that in your opinion is, is great because you put your, your emotion there, it doesn't matter because like at some point you're going to have, um, like a, a boss or a manager or a focus group that will tell, eh, nah, but this is not exactly mm -hmm. what we are looking for. And, and yes, sometimes I think it works, but if you want to be, um, I don't know, more human, you have to have humans working on that and making mistakes because in most of this creative process, it's all about making mistakes. If you think like, I don't know if you guys uh, like movies from the seventies, but they are usually very dirty. Uh, most of things are out of focus. The color is not great. Uh, you know, if you compare that with today's movies where everything is technically perfect and, and, and amazing, but the thing is, like, all these mistakes added something, you know? Like, you could tell that there is a human behind the camera. It was, like, a human directing this thing or, you know, like, smaller process, uh, a bit more faulty with more mistakes. It has, I don't know, a flavor that, that's amazing. Um, so that's why I think um, being in a small company uh, with a, with a fairly small project, because obviously, um, Plague is not an indie game anymore, but it's not GTA or, or Call of Duty where they spend millions and millions of dollars. Um, so if you spend hundreds of millions of dollars in, in, in a game, you cannot, you cannot be that creative because it's a high risk. So you have to go for whatever. Um, you, you know, just works financially wise. So that's why I think that all these companies cannot be that creative because yeah. they, they are, yeah, it's too risky. It's just too risky. Not bogged down by your, I've always said that, you know, a huge office can never operate as a family, but a small team can. Well, I was actually using yeah. comparison. It, it, it's like it loses that that personality. It's like going to a, a chain restaurant versus a small, nice, you know, family restaurant. Yeah. How much effort mm -hmm. as an employee when, yeah, you when go you're to just McDonald's. one of a thousand employees, you're you're yeah. not important. You, to, you can be replaced in a heartbeat, but you're part of a team of ten. Yep. And you're all relying on each other, and you know, I think it changes the the work dynamic as as somebody who wants to go to work. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, the, the 
process changes the outcome a lot. And you have to keep that in mind as well when you're designing something, like any product, a movie or a game or whatever. Oh, oh we, yeah, we, have a, we have our podcast pooch that usually is super quiet, but somebody is making a ruckus outside. So I do apologize for that. He's usually as, as stifled as can be and jumps on the laps and he's all happy, but somebody was doing something outside that he didn't approve. Um, I know we've broken the hour point and I'm actually feeling a little guilty because I know we were shooting for about an hour. There are a couple of, <laughs> Are yeah. a couple of, like off the off the wall questions we always like to ask. Nothing like ultra personal. It's just some no. stupid thing that Kinda we got going on. Humanize the guests that we're talking to a bit. Yeah, people very rarely, I I think, get to hear things from you know the people who make the game's point of view. But we like to make them as human as possible. Um, <laughs> so one of the things I like to always ask is, and and I know you guys are always busy. You're, I mean, you mentioned even wanting to take a holiday and then kind of probably backtrack that to continue some work on the game. But when you're not doing the game development or, or focusing on what your next venture is, what are you doing for fun? What is like, okay, you're, I got I got six or eight hours off today. This is what I'm going to go. Oh, <laughs> well, um, to be fair, in the last year, I didn't have that time. So it's been less just doing the game uh, all the time. And actually, at some point, it was really painful because like we live in a co-living space, like me and my wife. The, the whole team is working remotely um, because all this started in the middle of the pandemic. So at some point we thought like, hey, it, like let's just embrace it. So the whole thing is, is going remotely. Uh, so me and my wife, we work, uh, we live in a co-living space that is a, like a shared place, like a shared big house uh, where you live with other people and, and, it's like kind of like a, like a co-working space, but also, you know, you, you sleep there. So it doesn't mean that you sleep in an office or you sleep in, in a proper bed, but it's kind of like that kind of vibe. And, and at some point in, you know, in the middle of the summer, like everyone, like the rest of people that we live with, they were like having a lot of fun in, in the pool they were like, you know, playing and laughing and, and, you know, it was, they, they were having a great time while we were like working all the time. And it was like really shitty, but, uh, but yeah, like, I think all that was, was worth it because like I managed to finish the game or, you know, like the project. And to me, that was like a massive thing. But yeah, whenever I have time, that is not very usual lately. But I, you know, I really like cinema. I really like uh, movies in general, and I watch a lot of movies. Me and my wife, like, we are a very, um, we are two movie enthusiasts. Like, we really like it. We uh, actually have written a few scripts. We are really into movies. And actually, if we ever get some money. Uh, our next project would probably be a movie if we ever have time to do it because we really like that. Uh, I also sculpt like with using plasticine or clay. And I really like that as well. Uh, you know, reading, uh, uh, like listening to books, like things like in Audible, um, and listen to books like all day. Even sometimes, even when I'm working, because I I really like that. And yeah, yeah, just like moving around, like we, 
we're kind of like digital nomads, so we move a lot. So whenever we have time, we just go visit whatever city uh, we are living on and, you know, like having fun with the people that we live with, that kind of stuff. So, you know, like we're simple people, but yeah, lately we've been too busy to have, you know, time to spare, I'm afraid. <laughs> nope, I'm, I, I don't know bad. if that answers this question. Nope, perfectly. I feel bad that you guys, you guys have a couple have been burning at both ends, getting the game out. But at the same time, you know, I'm happy that you did what you needed to do. And now this is out and it's a hit. (laughs) Again, I don't see it going anywhere, but up and up. And you're, you're in France, correct? Yes. Yeah, we are. We are actually living in a castle in France at the moment. And it's amazing. (laughs) That's that's awesome. And I I yeah. kind of reference that you travel around a bunch. So you you're not from France? No, no. I'm from Spain, from the very south of Spain. Yeah, most of the team is actually from Spain. Uh Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It's funny there's a another VR game developer we talked to from Spain who also does a lot of hand tracking for in oh. That's a it's an oh. app lab game. Yeah, he's just on AppLab. Yep, I think his name oh. is if I if I'm remembering off the top of my head, Diego Diego Fernandez, I believe. But I believe he was from oh. Spain as well, though, right? Either he was, or um, I think originally the director for Madrid Noir was as well from Spain. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm and confusing them. To, you might be confusing. That's possible. Oh. I, that that wouldn't be the. But first I know time the Madrid that. Noir director was from <laughs> Spain. Yeah. So how long have you been in France? Well, just a few days actually. Uh, like. Uh, a couple of weeks uh, for now. Um, yeah, as, as I told you, we're digital nomads, so we yeah. <laughs> travel a lot. And right now we are living in this co-living that is in Normandy in the north of France. And it's a castle. It's, it's amazing. It's like a castle from the, uh, the 12th century or something like that. A massive place. Um, and it's awesome. Like I cannot, I cannot believe that we are here and this thing actually exist uh yesterday we we did um, a murder mystery dinner where everyone was like um dressed with a costume and you know like there was like a murderer and you had to find who was the murderer um by you know discussing with people and doing some investigations it was amazing because all that was happening in an actual castle so yeah <laughs> that that it's you really happen good. to actually live in no you and your wife sound like you you have it figured out and how to have fun in life which is good yeah 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 we know we know like we like we try to have fun as much as we can but yeah like yeah it's just like you also have to focus on um on make something happen so especially yeah, you when finance your company, it. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly especially now because like now we have to pay salaries and things like that. So now um, when everyone, like every time that someone leaves uh, like a one star rating because they had a problem with the, like we are having now this problem that some people don't have the headset uh, updated. And apparently when the headset is not updated, um, it just, like the app just crashes and there's nothing we can do about it. Like nothing at all. Like we just, like we just need to wait for people to um, to update 
uh, update their headsets and they are complaining about it. And sometimes they, they leave a one star rating and it's like, oh my God, it's it really painful to see it because like in one hand, there's nothing we can do about it because it's like, it's, they just need to update their headset. Yeah. How old of a but version also of the, it's like, oh the my software God, are they like using? It, so, sorry? How, how old of a version of the software is causing that? Like, is we it don't like, know. A, is this has to be people of, uh, who, who aren't up, like ever updating their headset or something. Cause yeah, seems, but it seems strange. It, it is very strange, but apparently, um, the, the quest, uh, like the, uh, like VR headsets in general, they are like these type of users that they don't usually use, uh, the headset that much. So maybe they haven't used the headset for, the last two months or something. And then that means that it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not updated. So if you just, um, if you just turn it on and buy the game and, and, and download it and install it and try to, uh, to, to run it, it will just crash because you have to wait for your headset to, uh, to update and that's it. Um, but the thing is like, now that we have the responsibility of paying all these salaries. So now it's like, oh shit, like if the rating goes like down too much, that means that our sales are not going to be good enough and we won't be able to pay all these salaries. And it's like our responsibility. And it's like, oh shit. <laughs> but, but yeah, like in general, everything is, is going well. Um, like, be, like, we don't have a lot of complaints about that particular crash. A lot of, like, most people have their um, headset uh, up to date. So, yeah, it's not a massive problem, but it's just like, you know, we are, we're getting a few of those complaints. And, and yeah, like, and, and they have total right to, you know, to be angry uh, at that because at the end of the day, it's not your problem. Like, I wanted to play this game and it should just work. But the thing is, there's literally nothing we can do about it. Like, yeah. But yeah, that's that's how that's how it is. Yeah, I don't think people realize that how much ratings, positively and negatively, like affect these games. Like how much that it affects a game when you leave a five star review, and how much you're really hurting a game when you overreact and leave a one star review for no reason you know and there's never any in between very few people seem to go three star four star it's either i'm super happy with this five star or fuck this game one star usually because of some user error yeah but yeah 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 i'm i'm the same but but to be fair i think i think it it makes sense it it's fair if they like if someone you know had have had a, a bad experience with the game they are like you know they're right like it should just work um it, it doesn't matter whose fault it is it should just work um so yeah but that's how it is like the, one of the main things that you always keep in mind in in ux design is that the user is always right because if there's something wrong in the experience it doesn't matter that oh but it's very easy. You just need to press this button or you just need to do that. It, but it shouldn't be like that. It should be obvious. It should just work. So in these cases, you know, like it is painful to see, 
but I also understand. I would be also, you know, like um, pissed about that. It's like, oh, I wanted to use this thing and it's not working. Because at, at this point of the technology, we are not using technology anymore. It's a, like an abstraction layer of technology. We are simulating a reality. So you cannot surface uh, a technical issue with me because reality doesn't have technical issues. You know what I mean? Um, so I totally understand. I, I understand. It's just like it's painful to see because there's nothing we can do about it. Like I wish we could just like release an update or something, but literally we, we just can't. But I'm guessing that in the future, when this you know problem goes away and everyone has uh, at least uh, 33, like version 33 of the firmware, you know, uh, we won't have this complaint. And this is a long run and Plug is gonna be here for a long time, hopefully. Uh, there are going to be like a lot of DLCs, a lot of updates, um, a lot of news that I wish I could tell you, but the plan <laughs> is very ambitious. Like not like uh, we were ambitious at first a little bit, but when when Vertigo got into the game, like they were really ambitious, and they they are still really ambitious, and and I'm really proud to to be here. Because if we make all these ideas that we have in mind happen, it will be a, a massive thing. It will be a, 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 a really good game, like a game that you cannot miss in VR. It's, it's already it's already a must-have game. But no, I, I'm beyond happy <laughs> that you were able to say multiplayer is not like something that's not being discussed. We'll put nothing in stone that was discussed. Um DLCs or music packs or, or more songs coming. That's huge. I mean, again, I see nowhere going but up and up. I'm just, I'm happy. So, yeah. Do you want to ask your foodie question? No. Okay. So, uh, my friend Ricardo, you know, we usually yeah. tell people we'll keep them about an hour. We've kept you almost an hour and a half oh, yeah. I hostage could, I could asking you personal questions. So, pretty soon, you know, oh. if if we don't cut it off now, all of a sudden we'll bleed into three hours. So, we'll let you get out of here now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you again for joining us, Ricardo. And, uh, hopefully in the future, when some more features drop, you know, we can have you back on the podcast. Yeah. To I'd talk love to get a little bit more update updates from them. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Anytime for sure. Thank you very much for having me and to allow me to, you know, um, tell my things. I understand that I usually talk a lot, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. That, that makes our job easy. Like, uh, fairly interesting at least. No, um, I think. Yeah, I, thank you, thank you very much. Like, like I said, uh, if if we didn't stop it now, we would we'd go three hours. You're very easy to talk. Yeah, to, I so. keep looking over. Like, <laughs> do we need to end this, or do you just want to go another hour? Because <laughs> I I got notes. I'll go another hour. But no, okay. I I couldn't be more more grateful for you taking the time out of your schedule to actually um tell us a little. No, bit no, about thank the you, thank you guys. And to, to all of our listeners, like I said, if you enjoyed Unplug, you know, be sure to drop them a five star on this Oculus store. Yeah, review we, it. We always Get say this, this helps the developers so much. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah, that'd be great. All right. Have, have a great day. Yeah, you too. See you guys.